Yo, what is going on, people? This is your co-host, Gabe, here. And before we get into today's show, I just want to talk about what Connor and I have been up to the last oh several weeks, several months. Um, we basically have a, a coaching program that is available to anyone. It's completely online. We work with private clients to help them address their nu- nutrition, their fitness, And then sort of the underlying components of that, which is more the whole lifestyle and habits and routines that they uh, that are ingrained in them in a daily basis and the whole mindset behind that. So, you know, together, it's been a really successful uh, progression so far. We're trying to do more marketing around that. And you can go to either one of our Facebook pages. Uh, Mine is Gabe Heck Health and Connor's uh, a little more established is Coaching Inside Out. So definitely check us out there. And in today's episode, we go over four trendy uh, health topics. So right around the one minute mark, we start talking about intermittent fasting, or sorry, not intermittent fasting. We talk about high, high intensity interval training uh, to start off. So that's that takes us to about nine and a half minutes. We switch over to talking about keto and what the keto diet's about, if it might work for you or not. At 14 minutes, we transition into strength training. Do you need to lift weights? How heavy do you need to lift to get to get bigger, to gain muscle, to gain strength, etc.? And then at 20 minutes, we talk lastly about intermittent fasting. So that's the podcast. Those are roughly the timestamps. I really hope you enjoy it. And if you have any feedback, do not hesitate to reach out. We'll uh, see you on the other side. Hey everyone, I'm Connor. And I'm Gabe. And today we're going to talk about why these four trendy weight loss topics are not actually working for you. They're all over Instagram, they're all over Facebook, they're all over the World Wide Web, and we see them reposted time and time again. But the fact of the matter is, uh, a lot of these strategies that you think are going to be the magic key to getting breaking through a plateau may, might, may, might not do the trick for you. So we'll explain why in this podcast. Yeah, exactly. It's it's that copy-paste format, isn't it? It's yeah. It works for somebody else, so I'll just copy and paste it and put it into my own life. But, you know, it, it doesn't really work that way at all. It all depends on your lifestyle. A lot of it can depend on your genes. A lot totally. of it can depend on your environment. There's there's so many factors that, that these... I suppose styles are, are amazing and they're great for a lot of people, but you've got to realize that it might not actually work for you at all. And yeah, yeah you don't have to, and you don't have to keep pushing it. So, for example, the first trendy topic we're going to talk about is HIT or high intensity interval training. So I'm sure you've heard of this by now. It's all over the internet, and this is a style of training that emphasizes going really hard for a short period of time and then taking a very short rest before going hard once again. So you're, you're jacking your heart rate up, you're giving your body very little time to recover, and then you're going right into the next, the next, uh, the next session. And again, this, there's a lot of benefits to, to HIT style training. Connor, I'm sure you, you do some HIT yourself, yeah? Yeah, exactly, there's, there's so many benefits to it. Um, yeah, there's that that epoch effect, so, right. which which means that you're burning calories or you're burning energy even after you finish your workout. So with, with that, actually, it's it's probably for people who like carbs and white rice and <laughs> potatoes and things. That's probably the best time to eat any of those Definitely. 
is straight after a workout because it's like it's like you're you're throwing the throwing the food into lava it almost dissolves in you definitely yeah you, you need to you know replenish those glycogen stores and and hit is hit training is a great way to do that so you know a benefit that hit has over say steady state cardio which which would mean you know uh, a lot of the training i do now which is more just you know running or, or biking or swimming uh when you when you do hit style uh training that's going to dip into more of those glycogen stores so you're you're going to be relying more heavily on carbohydrate sources of fuel uh, for those workouts and you know another benefit is it takes less time so you can get a great hit workout in in as little as you know 15 or 20 minutes sometimes even less there's one style of training called uh tabata training or tabata tabata and you know that that's a, a four minute workout where you're literally doing 20 seconds hard 10 seconds rest and just repeating that cycle eight times and that's you know a great way to uh to to do a lot of work in a short amount of time yeah ex- exactly but I, again there's a lot of benefits to to hit but there's also a lot of disadvantages Definitely. and a lot of a lot of things that that i suppose we don't see that that is associated with hit and and i think one of the most one of the most common one is that hit is is probably the easiest way to get injured mm. if you're a beginner yeah. and you're doing high intensity interval training one you're doing the, the you're doing the exercises at a high intensity and if you don't know exactly how to do the exercise the chances are you won't be targeting the correct muscle right. and secondly you have a huge chance of getting injured because you're not going to be doing the exercise correct it's it's really really important that when you're a beginner that that you don't go straight into hit. You need to practice your exercises first. Get the technique right, because especially hit with weights or strength and hit together, that is that is the most common form of getting an injury, or yeah, the most common yeah. way to get an in, to get an injury. It's just not spoken about. Hit is like glorified, but Definitely. for for beginners, for sure, I would be practicing the exercises for three to four weeks before I even go near hit, even longer than that. Yeah, at least. I mean, that's that's. You know, this is kind of the style of training that CrossFit embodies. And again, there's a lot of really wonderful benefits and it's not a knock on CrossFit, but just being cognizant of the fact that most people will will sacrifice uh, their form for strength. And with some of those uh, workouts or, you know, workouts with weights, like Connor mentioned, that's that's, you know, really a recipe for disaster. So it's much better to ease into it slowly and actually learn uh, to, to load your body properly with this weight before you go into a more intense, uh, intense situation. Um, you know, another, another factor with HIT is, is what, you know, the, the epoch effect. So this is um, the, the amount of calories that your body burns after an exercise. And with HIT, because it is so strenuous on your body, it is going to be burning uh, calories at a higher rate following that workout. And that can last for even as long as a day or, or more, depending how much work you did in that, uh, in that training. But if you actually look at research into Epoch, a lot of what people uh, believe to be is like this massive spike. So like, oh, now I can eat like twice the amount of calories. It's just not true. Like, yeah. 
your metabolism increases, but it's not, it's not to the, it's not to the effect that then you can start to say like, oh man, I can, you know, just eat this jar of peanut butter and it's, it's all going straight to my muscles or like. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it, it's like that old phrase. You can't, you can't out train a bad diet. Right, right. You can't just do hit and then, and then eat whatever you yeah, want after it. It doesn't really, it doesn't really work like that. Totally. Sorry to tell you. <laughs> and like, and, and, and like the amount of calories you burn in a workout is not going to be as substantial either so like if if you look at someone who's running at a steady pace for like an hour versus someone who does like one of these 10 minute hit workouts there's no question that person who's running for an hour is going to burn more calories in that workout now they're not going to get the same benefits following the workout but it's just being aware that you know hit is not as uh as 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 effective as you know sometimes it's made out to be with you know these magazines that you read and and just being more careful about uh, the exercise selection as well. So, you know, if I'm if I'm doing a, a workout, you know, some some basic things, you know, use lighter weight for sure. If you're if you're experienced, yeah, definitely. You, you don't need you don't need heavier weights. You don't. Yeah, you really you don't. don't. Um, keep keep the strength building separate from from this style. Yeah. I think is is good advice uh, for anyone out there. And um, and what I will say on the hit side of things is, so many so many classes. That, that you will go to will have 45 seconds on and 15 seconds off and they'll oh, have yeah. like eight straight rounds of that. Uh, I, I will tell you here and now that that is not doing you any good whatsoever. <laughs> Think about the idea of HIT is that you, you work very hard for a short period of time, yep. then you get your rest back, get your breath back, let your muscles relax, and then you get back into the exercise again. Yeah. The 40-15 standard and doing that eight minutes straight gives your body no time to relax whatsoever yeah i i don't think i've seen 45 15 in in like that in any books that i have read oh, any not. any personal training books that i've read yet everywhere i see i see workouts they do it like this yeah if anything it's better to reverse that you know take a take exactly. a shorter work period and really hammer it so if you're on a bike for example you ramp up that you know resistance all the way and you go hard for 15 seconds and then you recover in the 45 seconds following and you're right like a lot of classes don't don't teach it that way unfortunately yeah it's, um, it's, it's crazy i didn't realize until i started coaching classes myself i didn't realize how off how off the correct way to do it it really was exactly yeah um so yeah i if you're doing hit this 45 15 for 20 minutes straight is not going to do you any good do exactly the, the reverse just yeah. like gabe said 20 seconds on and 40 seconds off or 15 yep. seconds on and, and, and 45 seconds off definitely the hit to me just promotes this ideology and this attitude that you gotta sweat more to get more results when when that's also not true definitely not people go to workouts and they and and they just want to be killed almost and they're that's not the correct way of thinking just because you you work very hard or you're sweating a lot in that session doesn't mean you've actually gotten the benefits from it yep working hard for short periods of time very short periods of time and taking enough rest being confident enough to take sufficient rest is what's going to get you your benefits for that, sure. that is one thing i know for sure yes and and don't eat any carbs right that's the next topic <laughs> all about the keto lifestyle exactly so the keto lifestyle the keto again it's very popular right now but it doesn't mean it's going to work for you i i actually tried it myself i uh 
it was trendy at the time and I thought and I heard somebody saying oh I've done keto and I've I've lost 4kg so I thought okay I don't really need to lose 4kg but I'm gonna try it anyway because yeah, it's yeah. it's trendy and it's, it sounded cool I kind of wanted to tell people I was doing keto right um so I just didn't do much research onto it and I just thought it was don't eat any carbs hop on the bacon and eggs train basically. yeah that's all it is um <laughs> and by doing that, um, I had very little energy. Uh, I didn't really see any benefits for it whatsoever, and I didn't really enjoy my diet at all. I also just felt hungry quite a lot of the time, and I couldn't really figure out why everybody was raving about it or everybody thought it was amazing and it wasn't really working for me. But really, it was two things. One... I had no real goal in mind when I when I was doing keto. I was simply just doing it because it was fashionable. And the second one, I did it completely wrong and didn't research it. Yeah. So I'm sure there there are a few people a few people listening to this who will have the same experience here. And I will just advise you of those two things. Don't just do it because it's fashionable. Do it if it suits you. And second of all, do your research for sure <laughs> yeah i mean it takes it takes time your body's relying on a completely different energy system so to become fat adapted which is what it means to to be in, in ketosis you're relying on a different uh a different source of fuel and ketones source. uh in your brain so it takes time there's there's a crossover period where you're going to feel like complete crap uh so it's a matter of you know is it worth it to you to get over that that hump and and really what is the the ultimate price you're going to pay because it is a it is a very restrictive diet by um by many means and and the other point is you know if you're if you're someone who just wants to lose weight um you don't really care much about exercise or or anything else it, it can for sure work but if you're looking at someone who's more of a uh a highly trained athlete or someone who's regularly you know working out and pushing their body and doing like hit training like we just talked about like uh, there's, there's not a lot of uh, people I can I can imagine where a keto diet is that's going to really work for them, and you know there's there's exceptions to that rule for sure. But um, you know a lot of the celebrities you might hear about who, you know, still look all sexy and do keto. I just you know just be be aware that that's maybe not how it's actually being portrayed. Yeah, exactly. Think it. Think about it. In in, in longevity keto diet it, it's probably helped a lot of people lose a lot of weight in a short period of time but what you should always do is look at those people in six months and see how yeah, see definitely. how they are so people people yo-yo all the time oh, people yeah. yo-yo up and down i see it with a lot of people that i know even yeah and they try these crazy diets uh, they try keto and they're like oh this is amazing and they yeah. tell everybody to do it but then look at those people in two, three, six months exactly. and they're back to where they started again. So that, again, that copy-paste format. But make sure that that you're really, that you're really using a, a diet or a, or a way of eating that's sustainable for you. And, for sure. and most importantly, it's something that excites you. Yeah. It, it can't be sustainable. It can't be enjoyable if it doesn't, if the food you're eating doesn't excite you. It's... It's yeah, no I mean, way to live. Really. That's right. We are. We we need. We're craved to wire foods we love, and 
and you can absolutely eat a lot of those foods in the context of a healthy diet. So it doesn't mean just eliminate, eliminating all carbohydrates for the sake of this diet I- ideology. Yeah. To um, tell your friends you're on key, you're doing keto. <laughs> just, just to get that name. <laughs> it's not. It's not worth it for sure. Um, Tried, tested, failed. Exactly. <laughs> you know. Um, so that's you know that's that's sort of the the whole notion around keto. Uh, you know another another uh, trendy kind of topic in health and fitness is all about uh, lifting lifting heavy do you even weights. lift bro yeah do you even <laughs> lift bro that's the the meme you'll see everywhere and you know this this is uh you'll see you'll see different opinions on this there's no question that if your goal is to become stronger you're going to need a certain amount of resistance training to add to your workout so for example if you're taking someone who's only used to you know maybe just just running or walking on the treadmill like you see a lot of people do in the gyms if they want to start to increase their strength they're going to need to start doing resistance training but that does not mean you have to load them up with a heavy barbell and you know two weights on each side and have them do you know a five by five squat protocol right away there's yeah. other things you got to focus on first yeah exactly it's 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 not necessary to to have a hip, to have a large amount of weight at the very beginning mm-hmm. what you should be focusing on first and foremost is your form yeah, yeah it, it might look you might seem a little bit embarrassed at the beginning by having smaller weights but just just remember that everybody started somewhere yeah and anybody who's who's pushing you whether it's your trainer or whether it's your friends they're idiots if they are pushing you yeah, pushing totally. weights on you immediately there's there's no rush if you are if you if an example of if you're trying to to increase your strength but you're not ready to add on more weights very very useful strategy is to start utilizing isometric exercises so isometric means almost putting a hold in your exercises so for example if you're doing a squat you do your normal squat so you you hinge back and you and you go down in that seated position hold it for one two three four five seconds and then come back up to the top i guarantee you you will have much more much more effect on your squat and you'll feel it much more rather than adding an extra weight on which might which might decrease your form or which might impact your form yeah isometrics can be put in any type of exercises there is it's just another way of building strength or fatiguing your muscle but without adding that extra unnecessary weight basically yeah yeah can you talk like a little bit more about that because like for someone listening or like someone who's you know new to this like i now remember this was me a few years ago like i thought the only way to to build muscle was i had to start lifting heavier and it had to be progressive overload so like maybe just talk a bit about what what other ways you can actually build strength or build muscle uh that, that don't rely just on heavy weights yeah exactly so the the theory of progressive overload is true okay to to increase to increase your strength you need to be progressively adding weights onto it yeah but it's not just weights you can progressively add intensity onto it and you can progressively add the the volume onto it also so an example of that would be if you take push-ups for example you're not going to add more weight onto your push-ups. It's not really necessary. Yes, you can put a plate on your back, a heavy plate. But you're still building strength when you're doing push-ups by adding the volume. Also, so for example, if you're doing 10 push-ups, 
you're increasing your strength when you're able to do 12 or 15 push-ups. Yeah. But also on top of that, you can do what is called like isometric push-ups, whereby at the bottom of your push-up, just before you touch the ground, you hold for one, two, or three seconds, and then you push back up again. You're not adding weight, you're not adding volume, you're not adding the amount of reps, but what you're adding is a certain level of intensity into your exercise that's gonna build your strength as well. Yeah. So this, this idea of having to continue to put weights on for you to get stronger is just not true, not true at all. Yeah. And in fact, that a lot of people will find, especially with a deadlift movement, that some people plateau with, with their deadlift movement and by including the isometric in their deadlift movement, they'll actually find that after they have included that, they will be able to increase the weights that they put on their deadlift. Interesting. So, so it's very, very important to actually utilize that that type of training. It's it's not just all about how much you can lift. And you know, I, I've been in that scenario for oh, so me long. Too, me too, yeah. <laughs> when, when people, when you go into the gym and people ask you, uh, how much can you deadlift? Yeah, what's or your people, squat? What's your bench? Yeah. What's your deadlift? Yeah, yep. and, and you're almost embarrassed to say if yours is lower and then yeah. people are telling you, okay, put on that. You know, you can lift that. Come yeah, on, I know yeah. you can lift that. But really, that's that's the wrong way to do things, and they're the wrong people to listen oh, for to. Sure. For sure, even if it's only a bit of a joke or whatever, still anyone who really wants to to increase your strength or to help to help you in the gym will know seriously that it's not necessary. Sometimes the lower the weight, the better. You can focus on your muscular endurance, yeah, that's r- rather true. than your yeah. muscular overall muscular strength. Yeah, there's different different ways to work different muscle fiber types, and uh, and what Connor said, like I've I've been in that mindset also. And you know, there's I think it's more exciting to actually work your body in different movement patterns too. So if you just get stuck in the repetitive motion of sort of that bodybuilding style of training and just counting the sets and reps and trying to increase every week, yeah, it's boring. It's it's boring, <laughs> and it's and you're gonna burn out. Is really what it is. Yeah. Uh, you'll hit you'll hit a certain point and. Uh, the vast majority of people. It's, it doesn't mean you shouldn't quit, but just explore other options. It doesn't mean you have to always yeah. lift heavy. Yeah, you do a lot of a different style training. Totally. You mix in that, that Spartan yeah, style Yeah, calisthenics. I mean, a lot of different muscular strength and endurance incorporated into one workout. So, you know, I, 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 used, to didn't, I used to believe that didn't work or I thought you only had to lift heavy. And hmm. now I'm realizing, you know, you can still maintain uh, a good deal of muscle mass you know while dropping the weights even if you want to do other styles of training too so uh, it's not just a black or white situation uh you know the other <laughs> the other black or white situation you hear about is is this 16 8 uh you know hour of eating so right when the clock hits noon that's when you can start your meal ding, and right ding, when ding. the clock hits eight that's when you could stop so this is this is uh, intermittent fasting this this um is that the same as the the ramadan times i think Ram- ramadan is sun sunrise to sunset oh, okay. so that's even uh what would that be uh can, that can be like 14 hours or more that can right? be 14 yeah, yeah. Could, could be more okay well um but it's the same idea you know you're giving your body an extended period of uh of rest from consuming any calories whatsoever and then after a certain period you're putting calories in your body and waiting for a cutoff and the biggest mistake that I see people make with this is they become very 
dogmatic in that time period. So <laughs> it's like I said before. Teachers. You, yeah, you got to be like right when the clock hits. That's when you could start right, you know, right at 8 p.m. Oh, now I can't eat anymore. And, you know, it doesn't it doesn't really work like that. You know, it's there's a lot of benefits to it. It's good to give your digestive system a rest. Uh, there's a lot of good research to show that it helps with like cellular regeneration in the body. It helps with decrease inflammation. You know, there's a potential uh, metabolic increase uh, effect that happens with intermittent fasting. Um, but some of the benefits I think are uh, that are, you know, touted online are just, they're not true. There's a lot of, uh, a lot of things that people say where it makes it sound like this magical cure for every, every illness and every, you know, weight loss problem known to mankind. It doesn't, it doesn't work like that. You should, you can try it if you want. Um, but don't also worry so much about the time. Yeah. Um, like, like what do you, what do you do for, cause I know Connor, you've, you've tried that. So what, what's worked for you? I, I do intermittent fasting on occasions. I, I'm not a person who is uh, who's strictly okay. I'm I'm an intermittent faster. That's <laughs> that's not the type of so not not the type of eating lifestyle I have. I actually just do a, a system where I usually just eat when I'm hungry. Yeah. Um, and a lot of the time I don't eat breakfast because I'm not hungry. Yeah. And I do find that it actually helps with my with my gut health and things like that. For sure. It helps with my energy levels as well a lot. Um, so for me, on Mondays I do I do the intermittent fasting as you would call it. I do it on Tuesdays as well. I don't do it on Wednesdays because I exercise very hard on a on a Tuesday night. So I'm usually hungry in the morning. Yeah. Um, and that's that's the way I treat it. I don't see myself as doing intermittent fasting. I just see myself as eating eating to suit my body or to suit my lifestyle now before when i was a kindergarten teacher i used to i used to not eat at all until 12 o'clock in the day because that suited my lifestyle so i would work until 12 o'clock and then i would be finished and then i would eat now it suited me because i was just busy until that time but now it doesn't really suit me at all now i eat at like 10 o'clock or 11 o'clock depending on work but basically, the point I'm trying to get across to you is that it, it needs to be an eating strategy that suits your lifestyle. Just like Gabe was saying, people get so dogmatic about the about the intermittent fasting. It's like, oh, I can't eat now. Oh, you're having breakfast. I can't eat yeah, it. Yeah. And, and they get into that negative spin, right. which, is, which is almost a little bit crazy because you've made the decision to do intermittent fasting to help you yeah. or to to provide benefits for your lifestyle yet you're complaining about it that's right I, yeah. I don't understand people who make decisions and then complain about it or do something and then complain about it yeah no one's taping your mouth shut until noon you know it's yeah <laughs> exactly if it doesn't suit your lifestyle then don't do it i i know some teachers who who don't do intermittent fasting because they say that they're quite cranky or not nice to be around when for they're sure. teaching their kids and that's and that's okay if it doesn't suit you it doesn't suit you yeah. some people do it for the sheer energy of it i i, I really enjoy doing it on, on certain days because i i just feel so energized and by the time two o'clock comes instead of having that two o'clock crash where i'm tired and i need to get have a nap or go to bed I, it's the opposite i just start to spike i just yeah. start to my energy really starts to kick, kick off at that time which is amazing definitely but I know people who have had who have had opposite effects. 
yeah, so. it's you gotta. You, I mean, I think it's good, good for everyone to try and just see if it if it suits you and and, and like kind of said what how it's gonna fit into your current lifestyle. You know, I, I think a, another big mistake people make is thinking breakfast is the most important meal of the day, which by now everyone should know that it's not. And a lot of times our hunger hormones get a little bit confused when we wake up, especially if you've eaten sort of later in the night where you're gonna feel hungry, but actually it's just your body still digesting that food from yeah. the previous night, so. It's it, that ghrelin hormone, Yeah, right? yeah, exactly. And so that's why it can be really useful to actually you know, wait for at least an hour or even up to, you know, three or four hours after you've waken up to give your body a chance to actually digest that food from last night, making sure you've gone to the bathroom, getting in at least, you know, 16, 24 ounces of, of good purified water into your system. Exactly. That's what I was going to touch on. Sometimes your body confuses the difference between being hungry and thirsty. Yeah, it's huge. And then similar with people who, who smoke cigarettes. The craving is is very very similar. That's why people, on certain occasions, will put on weight when they when they quit smoking. It's because that sensation that that signal to your brain signifies that your body actually wants something, and it yeah. and it gets confused between what it actually wants. So, drinking a lot of water might actually be what your body is really craving, and not that food. So first thing in the morning, first thing in the morning, <laughs> first thing in the morning, it's so important to drink to drink some water before you actually have your breakfast. Yeah, or coffee. You know, just get just make that. That should be a habit for everyone. Right when you get up, it still blows my mind how many people do not drink water, and especially in the morning, that's when your body needs it the most. You're the, you're the most dehydrated you've been. You've been you've you've been without water for at least seven or eight hours. So just get it in right away. Make it a habit and you know have that before your coffee and maybe just you know forego food for a little while and it could actually really have some positive effects in your life but anytime you see some you know strict diet window marketed to you just be cautious and know that what i what actually matters is is finding a way to fit it into your lifestyle sustainably yeah that and that's that's the whole point of this of this podcast the whole point of it is, is that everything you do needs to be personalized. There is no copy and paste format that works for two people. Your genes are different. Your lifestyle is different. The, where your, your starting point is very, very different as well. All of these people that you see on magazines, they they're all have different backgrounds and are at different levels. Yep. So I, I, the phrase, take everything with a pinch of salt will apply. <laughs> It does indeed. Just be, yeah, be very aware of, uh, of these trends and make sure that you consider both the pros and cons of each one. So hope that you guys find that helpful. As always, we are here to answer any of your health, wellness, fitness, nutrition, lifestyle questions. Yeah. Thank you once again for listening. Be sure to stay tuned for the next podcast and we will see you then.